The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in A-Town, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics. Welcome to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Coca-Cola. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or a friend this season. And by Georgia Power. While Georgia Power provides clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy, they want to help save energy, too. Find out energy-saving tips at georgiapower.com slash save. Now, let's join your host, the voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome in to another edition of GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It is home from here on out for your Yellow Jackets. Three home games at Bobby Dodd Stadium to close out the 2019 regular season. And it starts this Saturday. Look forward to seeing you out on the flats as your Yellow Jackets take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. We'll break down that matchup, break down what transpired in Charlottesville, and look forward to talking all about it with you over these next 60 minutes here on GT60. Leading you in to pregame for Georgia Tech men's basketball, of course, in the home opener at McCamish Pavilion. I'm Andy Demetrium. Let's welcome in the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Jeff Collins. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, bud. Doing great. Man, we could hear it in your voice in our postgame interview on Saturday, just how much you hurt for your players, how hard they played, how connected they were, how much they gave them themselves. Uh, under adverse, tough circumstances against Virginia to nearly get that win over a team that leads the Coastal Division. So here we are a couple of days later. What do you make now of, of what you saw on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the, the investment uh, that these guys have put in in the, in the 10, 11 months since we've been here uh, has been absolutely incredible. Their buy-in factor, uh, how hard they work, they believe in what we're doing. And they're preparing at a very high level the right way and uh, went on the road against a really good football team and, uh, you know, played for each other, uh, loved each other, cared for each other and really went to went to battle, um, you know, regardless of who wasn't uh, available to play. It didn't matter. Uh, they just went out there and, and tried to play at a high level. And I just, uh, you know, at the end of the game, it was, you know, hard because they had done everything that we could have possibly asked. And uh, we still came up just a little bit short. And, uh, you know, looking back on the film, there were things that we could have done, um, you know, to get that edge and to find that. But in the development of a program, um, you know, those the lessons you have to learn and uh, we will learn those and get better from them. If you took a snapshot of that locker room, your players were crestfallen because they knew how close they came. Uh, but also, you have to look at that snapshot, and that also shows that you have a team that's committed to one another. They're yeah. still really unified as you get set for the final three games of the year. Yeah, they're, they're understanding what we're doing and what we're building and the process that we go through and the investment level uh, that it takes to play at a very high level. And, uh, you know, the results are going to eventually show in the win-loss column, um, but just the, the process they're learning and going through, um, you know, has been successful for a long time everywhere that I've been, and uh, it will continue to be so the more these guys are invested in it and learn from it. James Graham, he was sharp from the start, finished. Finishes 15 of 22, 229 yards, two touchdowns, also rushed for another score. Besides the obvious, which the accuracy, the stats, what else made that James's best performance of the season? Uh, his preparation. Without a doubt, it was his preparation. Uh, you know, self-admittedly, he would say that he did not prepare um, at the highest level to be an elite quarterback in this league. Um 
and then he was able to learn from those mistakes, and he learned the hard way um, how to do it. Then he executed the process that we have in place, and uh, he got much better um, just by doing that. And one of the two of the uh, prouder moments of the game were actually on two of his incompletions uh, where he actually made the right decision to throw the ball away. James Graham three weeks ago would not have made that decision. And uh, the fact that he's learned and has gotten better uh, every single week speaks volumes of what Coach Patton owed, um, the rest of our offensive staff is doing, and uh, that James is learning and getting better. And, uh, you know, he's still a, a redshirt freshman, a young guy in this program, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see. We caught up with David Curry in the locker room on our postgame show, and one of the first things out of David's mouth was, I wanted to win that game because our offensive line blocked their tails off. They faced a Virginia team that came in third in the nation in total sacks. Miami, by the way, is tied with them at number three, Pitt number one. So that's three straight opponents you faced that are in the top three nationally in sacks total. You don't allow a single sack against the Cavaliers. Your thoughts on the fight that you saw from the offensive line to enable someone like James Graham to, to get 229 passing yards, to enable someone like Jordan Mason to nearly have another 100-yard rushing day. Right. I mean, I got to imagine that uh, the number of pass attempts that we've had um, in just nine games into the season uh, far eclipse, you know, anything that's happened around here in a long time and the multitude of looks they're, they're seeing and the elite defensive linemen that they're playing against and the development that they've had at that position, uh, which is probably the most closely scrutinized transformation in the last 40 years of college football. Uh, what Coach Key has done, our offensive staff again has done uh, with that group of young men and what those young men have done uh, to invest the time to get better every single day, improve fundamentals, techniques, do the film work uh, to make sure they're ready for the different looks and uh, communicate at a high level uh, so they can have such a performance. I think it's pretty cool, mm -hmm. and uh, you just watch every single day, every single week, uh, collectively as an organization. Uh, we've just gotten better and better and better, and uh, we need to continue to do that uh, to go ahead this week. Yeah, Sean really loved the way William Lake cleaned out his guy to pave the way for Jordan <laughs> Mason on his touchdown run to make it a one-possession game late. Uh, was Saturday sort of a window into what you envision this offense being as far as how dynamic, how multifaceted, how versatile it can be as it continues to grow and these players continue to develop in it? Well, I mean, I, I, I've watched it firsthand, you know, being with Dave Patnode as our offense coordinator the last two years, two of the best three seasons in the history of Temple University football were the last two years under the direction of Dave Patnode. And I haven't known him for 22 years and seeing him as a play caller and a developmental developer of offensive talent and offensive units, uh, he does a great job. And you know, he's you can just see week by week the evolution of what we're able to do uh, with the current roster we have and the roster management uh, that we've inherited. And he's just finding the ways uh, to get our great players um, in space um, in the favorable matchups 
and teaching them the fundamentals and techniques uh, to be able to play at a high level against really good opponents. And that's a terrific tease because later on here on GT60, we'll be joined by your quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator, Dave Padno. Stick around. Got plenty more of Tech football to talk with you on GT60 as we get you set as well for pregame coverage of Georgia Tech men's basketball in the home opener versus Elon at McCamish Pavilion. Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit higherregencyatlanta.com and use offer code GTAC. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. We'll have more with head coach Jeff Collins following this. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. talking Georgia Tech Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Every powerful drive is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets as we welcome you back to GT60 on this Monday night. Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech. Tommy Leather at 3.30 Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Can't wait to see you guys out there. Of course, with each game, you have your three-stripe life awards coach. You uh, honored James Graham, David Curry, who had nine tackles and a sack against uh, the Cavaliers, and also Tyler Davis. And it was great to see Tyler so involved in the passing game. Four catches, past 50 receiving yards. Uh, the use of the tight ends really seemed like a key element in your ability to stretch the field on Saturday. Yeah, and that's part of who we are and what we do. Um, you know, we're blessed to have two Tylers and two Dillons uh, that do a really good job at the uh, tight end position. Coach Weezahan, uh, our tight ends coach, does a great job uh, with the culture that's in that room. And I think that's kind of a, a overlooked thing, the, the investment that Tyler Cooks and Tyler Davis has made into the two young players, Dylan Leonard and Dental and Devaney, teaching them on a daily basis, how we do things in this culture, how to prepare, how to take care of your body, how to practice at a high level. And, uh, you know, I came in here, I bet it was 7.15 Sunday morning, and uh, the two Tylers and the two Dillons were already in the film room uh, watching the tape of the Virginia game to learn how to get better. And that's pretty cool. Nobody told them to do that. Uh, that's just part of who they are, part of the culture that they have and teaching the young guys uh, how to operate in a big-time college football program uh, is pretty cool. So a little side note, uh, you know, just to reemphasize to the entire organization uh, how important the tight end position is. Uh, whenever we get a turnover on defense, mm -hmm. um, it's no secret that our strength staff have to drop down and do 10 push-ups for every turnover. Uh, so we started doing another thing where every time a tight end caught a ball in practice or in the game, uh, two of our quality control coaches have to drop down uh, and do push-ups as well. And I think, you know, James Graham and the rest <laughs> of the guys were in on it and wanted to see how many uh, push-ups we could accumulate during the game. And uh, uh, proud of the guys so, that we so were able to do that. For the record, who were your QC coaches that had to do the push-ups? Uh, Joe Vitagli and Tim Connor. How their arms feel after the game? I don't know. I don't know if either one of them have lifted in a minute, so uh, probably a little shaky. <laughs> so Tyler comes your way as a graduate transfer from UConn. Sure. You had exposure to him uh, when you crossed paths in the American Athletic Conference. Yep. And you talk with so many people around your program about Tyler and the impact he's making in just one year for this culture and the foundation that you're laying down. 
can, can you sort of elaborate on that? Not often can somebody come in brand new. You know, he's only got one year here, but he's going to leave a legacy when it's all said and done here that will carry through your locker room, your program, uh, well after Tyler is uh, gone. I mean, I would say the same thing about Jared Southers, too. Um, they've both come in here, and if you had a, if you were writing a book on how to handle being a grad transfer going into a college football program, you would just have to go ahead and follow the last 10 months of how Jared Southers and uh, TD have done it. Uh, they've been nothing short of spectacular. Uh, the last two years coaching against Tyler Davis, he was easily their best player on the team the last two years. And uh, obviously not having a tight end in the program for the last 11 here at Georgia Tech, uh, he was a highly valued to us to get him here in January uh, to lay the foundation. But the biggest part to Tyler that for me is Matt Bayless, who's the head strength coach at Notre Dame, arguably him and Luke Corral are probably two of the best strength coaches in the game. Uh, Matt Bayless had been with uh, TD up at UConn a couple years ago. And what we do in the offseason isn't easy. It's not for everyone. Uh, we're building a culture. We're building a program and bonds forced to share diversity. We put them in some tough situations so that they bond and they're able to communicate um, and be able to fight through when th times get tough. And the reason why Tyler chose to come here was because of that. He wanted that in his life. He had missed that part of it that Matt Bayless had brought uh, when he was at the University of Connecticut, and he knew that Coach Corrala had been uh, with Matt at Mississippi State, and we were going to do the same things in the offseason. Uh, we were going to uh, do the unique and fun and challenging workouts that we do to build a culture, and he wanted to be a part of it, laying the groundwork and the foundation that's going to set us up uh, for a lot of success moving forward. And he has done that at the highest level imaginable. And uh, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, I get to be have a close relationship with him for the rest of my life because uh, he is a, an extraordinary human being. Yeah, great to see that rewarded and reflected in his numbers on Saturday. I know it looks to string together another fine performance this upcoming weekend versus Virginia Tech. So to come, we'll visit with your offensive coordinator, Dave Patnode. By the way, did you happen to, to see Pepper Rogers? I, I didn't see this until Ty Stansbury tweeted about it. He was at, at the hotel on Friday. I saw him. That I was, was awesome. In, I was in the picture. Now, Pepper, well, I guess I must have cropped that out or I didn't see it. I apologize. Now, Pepper, of course, was uh, overseeing a transition from the wishbone sure. to a more spread, passing-oriented offense in 1979 here. And you knew who he hired as his quarterback's coach to help oversee that, that transition. Uh, Steve Spurrier. That would be correct. Yep. So that's pretty good company for Dave Padnode, who 40 years later uh, has tasked with the same uh, challenge and certainly uh, living up to it as you witnessed on Saturday in Charlottesville. We will talk with Dave Padnode in just a moment. Stick around for more GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you look around, you might feel pride is in short supply these days. Everything's being disrupted. But Ford has been around for 115 years, and we know the only constant is change. So disruption, yeah, it's what we do every day. You see, we still take pride in what we build and how we build. We even take pride in taking pride. And the world could use more of that right now. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, why do it at all? Build Ford proud. 
today's matchup. Scana Energy partners up with Georgia Tech Football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScanaEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanaEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Let me tell you about Georgia Tech. On this campus, you'll find beauty, prestige, innovation. But one thing you won't find is a shortcut. That's how we like it. Because on this campus, we aren't afraid of a challenge. And on game day, we darn sure aren't afraid of a fight. You see, gold reflects. And here, it reflects us all. Toughness, tenacity, pride, passion. Those values bond us. They've made us an institute without equal. When you see the white and gold, you know what we stand for. And if you're an opponent, you know what you're in for. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Georgia Tech football. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, talking all things Yellow Jacket athletics. Now let's head back to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Every powerful drive is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets as we welcome you back to GT60 this Monday night on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Happy to be joined by our next guest, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach Dave Padnode. Coach, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Great to have you back in your ancestral home of radio because we talked about this in the pregame interview earlier this year when you were an undergrad at Central Connecticut State. You had this wayward idea of wanting to get involved with the campus radio station broadcasting sports. Thank goodness you found your passion instead, which is calling really good offensive football plays. Uh, but at one point in time, you said you had ambitions perhaps of wanting to, uh, to be a sports center anchor or, or work at ESPN. Yeah, you know, I was a communication major coming out and uh, ESPN was in their fledgling days back there and, and it was only about 15 minutes from <clears throat> from Central Connecticut and uh, did a, the, the broadcasting on the basketball games and did some baseball games and thought that was the career path I was going to go. And then my mom got ill. I moved back home, started coaching college football and the rest is history. Did you, did you have a catchphrase at least uh, when you were calling games on the radio? You know, it was, I was... Randy, you want to suggest to me and Sean? I mean, I was so bad <laughs> that, no, I would not want you to have any of my catchphrases. Okay. <laughs> well, again, the suggestion box is always open. Uh, how proud of were you of that offense on Saturday? Uh, 28 points. That was a season high for points in regulation. You did this against a very well-regarded Virginia defense. What did that offense show you this past weekend? Well, it's just been the culmination of, of all the hard work that we've put in, the growth that we've had over the course of the whole year. Um, you could see it coming. You could see everybody 
and uh, really truly understanding what they're doing so much better. Um, you know, we really took over this thing from the ground zero, and, and, and you know, the everybody says, well, you know, you're taking over a team, and the, you know, they they were, they're an ACC team, and they did all of this, but no, you know, these guys never ran a zone play. They never, you know, had to. Uh, run and catch and, and, and do all of the things that, um, you know, go with being a spread offense. So you can see the continued growth. And, you know, we've been really good running the ball the last few weeks and, and, and scheming people up and, and really giving them a bunch of different looks in the run game. And then really you saw James come into his own at the quarterback position, play a much stronger game at quarterback. And, and the combination of his ability to run and throw the ball uh, kept those guys off balance. And, and you know, it was, it was fun to see see it coming together and you know kind of seeing the growth has been awesome I knew it was going to come it's, it's coming a little bit later than I had hoped mm-hmm. uh, but it is coming Jeff said earlier that the two of the best throws that James made Saturday were the ones where he threw it out of bounds because mm-hmm. he said earlier this year he might have tried to force one in and it could have blown up on him can you give us an example of that growth that you see from James a play or read that he made against Virginia that Earlier this season, maybe even a month ago, uh, you might not have been confident he would have pulled off. I could take you back to, to two days before that on Thursday's practice. You know, he had a broken play. He ran out, made two guys miss, ran all the way out to his right, got to the other hash, saw Tyler Davis running down the left sideline, turned and whipped it all the way back across <laughs> the field for like a 40-yard touchdown. And he just turned and looked at me, and I just shook my head. And he, you know, kind of nodded and said, yeah, that, you know, that probably wasn't a great – uh, a great decision. I said, it looked really cool, dude, but if you throw a pick, you might just start running home, you know? And uh, so, you know, his growth is understanding of just being able to go to the next play that you don't have to make every play, uh, just make the ones that were in front of you. He, you know, he made those guys miss a lot on Saturday. And one of the reasons that we had no sacks on Saturday was he made a bunch of guys miss. Uh, but the throwaways are just a sign of, of his growth and understanding and being able to take what they give you. And, you know, he was able to do that. And then, you know, the next play, he scrambled and found Tobias on a nice run. So, you know, his, his growth that way, but being able to throw it away and preserve our opportunity to kick was great. Hasn't been easy for the offensive line. Like we said earlier, three straight games, you face teams that are in the top five nationally in sacks. But as the offensive line has grown, how has that enabled you it has it enabled you to to kind of open the playbook a little more sure I mean you know the 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 running backs and the line together in pass protection their maturity and their understanding of who and how to block people is so much better than it was the first few weeks and when you couple that with James's ability to make people miss in the pocket you're a much better pass protection team you know Everybody always says, well, the O-line's not protecting well. But at the end of the day, it comes down to everybody taking – uh, responsibility for the protection even you know the, the the wide receivers breaking off a route and um, and understanding being able to sight adjust things or knowing that the hot's coming and that type of thing um, and you know their understanding of how and who to block has, has just grown so much that you know you have more confidence to be able to call more drop back throws and you know we were able to do that on Saturday we dropped back and threw a lot more than we had in the previous few weeks and you know when you can do that and you mix in the runs and the screens and the nakeds and a quick game now you have a full complement of things that they have to defend and it looks a lot more like what we want the offense Mm -hmm. to look like 
So 15 completions by James Graham, the most by a Georgia Tech quarterback since 2007, 229 yards passing, two touchdowns also ran in for a score. Terrific day that James will certainly look to duplicate, if not exceed this Saturday, as he takes on the school to whom he was once committed, the Virginia Tech Hokies. We'll continue the conversation with offensive coordinator Dave Patnode in just a second. This is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. Best tailgate? It's gotta be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops. And wait. It subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's gotta be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill. And an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence through the DirectorsCup.com, USA Today, or L Directors Cup on Twitter. The cooler weather is finally here, and that means it's the time of the year when pests and wildlife intruders start seeking food and shelter inside homes. Luckily, you can call the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, talking all things Yellow Jacket athletics. Now let's head back to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. Welcome back to GT60. Again, don't uh, forget to join us for Yellow Jacket Countdown, Georgia Tech men's basketball, right after our show ends 7 o'clock as we get you set for tip-off at 7.30 with Georgia Tech and Eli. Now, if you're free, since you know you, you have some experience calling basketball on the radio, you can come over, Coach. I'll pop over, do a little play-by-play. -play. A little three-man booth. Sure, a little. That'd be nice. Yeah, Randy Waters, Miller Pope. Sure, we absolutely. We welcome you with open arms. <laughs> Just, you know, keep it clean. That's all we ask of you. Uh <laughs> Let's talk more about this offense. Um, uh, take us uh, sort of behind the curtain and the collaborative process of putting together an offensive game plan. You're the offensive coordinator, but I know the, the, the feedback is solicited from, from all the coaches and from Jeff Collins. How does that all come together into a cohesive game plan during the week? So on a Monday, we, we basically just break off all individually. Everybody has a little piece of the pie. 
um, Brent and and Tashard get heavy into the run game. Chris Wiesehan uh, does a lot of the short yardage and goal line plays. Um, and then uh, Kerry Dixon and Will Glover basically take all the pass game. Uh, myself and Chris Ostrowski basically sit in there and just watch games and watch the defenses, watch how the coordinator wants to call a game, uh, get a general feel for who they are, who they want to be in each situation go through and watch all of the different formations and see exactly what they want to play, what kind of personality do they have to each of the different sets. And then, you know, after lunch on a Monday, we get together and we start putting it all together. And everybody comes in um, and frames it up. Brent puts the run game on the board and says, you know, these are the sets that I kind of like running, and that's the staple. That's where we're going to start everything. And then we build the play action off of that, the screens off of that, and then the drop back pass off of that. So it's all segmented, but it's basically built off of look these are the things that I think we can attack them with in a run game and then you know this little tweak or this little motion or whatever and then we kind of come in put the pass game together and usually by about 7 30 or 8 o'clock on a Monday night we have the nuts and bolts of everything that we're okay. doing in the base so the, the the run game and the run attack starts before the pass it does it does because you know we there's going to be certain sets that we're going to like more from a run perspective. Um, and, and then basically once we understand what that is, we try to build the play action off of that. You know, you could get into any of our base pass package, two by one, three by one, um, and then just kind of build it off of that in, in, in just, you know, day one install. And, and, and a lot of the stuff that we were running even last weekend against Virginia was just day one install um, in the pass game. Um, so it's easier to be able to frame it that way for me to kind of get an understanding of, you know, how Brent wants to attack that from a run game because, you know, our run game is a lot more complicated and has a lot more moving pieces a lot of the time with the motions and the formations and, you know, some of the, the, uh, the, the formation into the boundary things and motion and back to the field. So it's just a lot easier for us to build it with the run first. So when it, it, the, the build begins with the run, how helpful, how grateful have you been to have somebody like Jordan Mason that has been so solid, can break tackles, and can eat up yards on the outside zone, on inside handoffs, and that y you know that you can rely on that week in, week out? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been tremendous. He's, you know, he's a big back. He has great feet, and he has great vision. And very rarely does he get hit and get tackled you know he has a great ability to break a tackle get down behind his pads and um you know it's really the combination of him and james together in a lot of these things you know because james is so athletic and he's so good when he pulls the ball that you can't just totally sell out to tackle jp um, so you have to always hang a, a, a guy or two on the backside for the read or the power read or speed option or the things that we have on tape. You know, so as a defensive coordinator, you have to say, well, I can't just sell out because if that kid pulls the ball, he's a threat to go to the house with it. Um, and on Saturday, it was the same thing. I mean, he pulled three or four balls and, and um, you know, made a couple guys miss a couple of key ones on third down where he pulled one. They, they blitzed the corner. He ducked behind the corner. He made the corner miss and then dove for a first down. So, um, you know, the combination of the, the true run game and then the quarterback read piece of it has, has been really, uh, really efficient for us over the last four weeks. Final minute here with you, Dave. How has Jemias Griffin benefited from learning under guys like Jerry Howard, Jordan Mason? How has your freshman quarterback, 
Jordan Yates benefited from learning under guys like James Graham and Lucas Johnson? I think anytime that you can model behavior of the older guys, it's, it's awesome. I mean, those guys specifically have done a great job. And, and then the young tight ends, um, having been around Tyler Davis and Tyler Cooksey and just their understanding of how to be a college football player has really led to the growth of those two young tight ends too. So, you know, our older leadership has been tremendous. I can't wait to see uh, the continued growth of this offense Saturday versus Virginia Tech. Coach, I think you, uh, you, you found a much better profession than <laughs> broadcasting. You're taking a very eerie look into what could have been uh, as we sit here, aren't, don't you? Absolutely. I'm, I'm much more comfortable on the other side of the mic. Well, we always enjoy uh, the visit from you. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate and for joining us here on GT60, you. you'll be back up. You're, you're a booth guy, not a field guy, right? Yeah. According to Coach Collins, I, you know, I wouldn't mind being down on the sideline okay. every now and again, but now I'm a booth guy. Well, you and me both. So you found a booth, just not a broadcast <laughs> booth. It was a play-calling booth. Either way, uh, we appreciate seeing you. Dave Padnode here on GT60. Once again, we remind you, your Atlanta area BMW Center is a proud sponsor of GT60. BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics, back with Coach Collins after this on GT60. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Don't let me go. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Your first name is free. Last name is Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. Drive it like a Ford. Make your wallet buzzworthy with a Georgia Tech Visa debit card from Georgia United Credit Union. Now you can support tech everywhere you go and spend. And every time you use your card, you'll be supporting Georgia Tech student-athletes. Georgia United makes banking easy with advanced digital banking features. Check out Georgia United's free unified checking account that pays big interest and show your jacket pride. United we fan. Visit GUCU.org forward slash GoJackets for important account information. Insured by NCUA, Georgia United, the official debit card of Georgia Tech athletics gt60 will be right back after these local messages on the georgia tech sports network from learfield img college if you know college football history then you know us heisman coached here megatron played here 222 points in a game they were scored here and four national titles, they were won here. All on the same field where we still play today. When you come to the flats of Atlanta, gold isn't just what you wear, it's who you are. We're more than an institute. We're a college football institution. Proud of our history, driven to make more. Welcome to where tradition meets innovation, where toe meets leather, where white meets gold. This is Georgia Tech football. This is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For a look around the ACC, let's rejoin Andy Demetra for this week's ACC Refresher. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. We all know what comes with being a fan. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or friend this season. 
after the ACC action and your Coca-Cola ACC refresher begins Thursday when Pitt and host North Carolina. All of their action alongside us on Saturday as Florida State takes on Alabama State. Wake Forest heads to Clemson. Pair of ranked teams doing battle. Syracuse is at Duke. Louisville at North Carolina State. And, of course, we'll see you at Bobby Dodd Stadium. 3.30, Tomey's Leather. Our network pregame, 1.30 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. He's Jeff Collins. I'm Andy Demetra. Our thanks to Dave Padnode for stopping by on GT60, nearly pulling off the upset over the current Coastal Leaders coach. And you do this uh, with a pretty unique roster management as you headed to Scott Stadium. 14 of the 72 players on your trip consisted of walk-ons. You started <laughs> two of them uh, in William Lay the Third and Jamin Brooks. Sure. 85 of your yards gained on Saturday were by underclassmen. When you hear that, and then you know what your team is able to put together, and I know there's no solace when there's a loss, but sure. to know that you are taking that and putting up this, what does that say about uh, the guys you have inside the locker room? Well, one of the biggest things is we don't that that we don't even think about that. Uh, we don't make a distinction internally in our organization between scholarship walk-ons. They are Georgia Tech football players, and uh, they're afforded every single opportunity to develop, to play. Uh, to show what they can do, and uh, you know the the two walk-ons that started across on the, along the offensive line and defensive line, and I can't imagine there's a lot of programs that are doing this, uh, but they just go out there and they play really really hard. William Lay touches the football on every single play um, as our center and uh, does all the protections, does all the run game IDs, all of those things at a really, really high level. Uh, Jamin Brooks at defensive tackle is out there playing at a really, really high level. And uh, so it's just it's the situation that we're in. Uh, it's the roster management that we've, you know, uh, grown accustomed to throughout the season. And uh, we just go out there. They're unbelievable young men. And, uh, you know, we're just, you know, go out there, put the ball down and play. And, uh, you know, the cool thing is uh, Dylan Leonard, a uh, true freshman that I've already talked about uh, on the program, but he's on our starting punt team uh, as a true freshman walk-on tight end. That's really cool um, because in our program, the punt team is the only team that we talk about as starters. Everybody else we just talk about above the line. Mm -hmm. But when we go to pregame meal on Saturdays, the starting punt team – the captains and the seniors get to eat first. And uh, Dylan Leonard is a part of that. Taylor McCauley uh, got his first ever college football action on Saturday. Uh, true freshman walk-on linebacker. You know, it's no secret we've been down linebackers. Um, and Taylor went in there and played admirably uh, down the goal line situation. And then Josh Blancato. Uh, has had a really big role throughout the season uh, as a walk-on wide receiver. So just it doesn't matter to us. They're, they're our football players. We love them, and they're afforded the same opportunity and respect and uh, as anybody. When did that uh, take hold for you uh, where the punt team had took on such significance, starting punt team, that they'd be the first to pregame meal? Uh, I guess it's just all I've always just known that uh, there's no bigger possibility of a swing in a football game uh, than on the punt team. Mm -hmm. So, A, you have to protect, right? So you have to make sure the punt gets off. 
then, especially with our punter, you're going to have to cover 45 to 55 or sometimes when Presley gets a hold of it, 70 yards of open field. Um, so that's not a, that's not an easy task. And uh, guys like Nathan Cottrell, Jaitlin Askew, you see them week in and week out uh, covering at a high level down the field uh, when Presley has those bombs that he does hit. And uh, we've got, you know, a lot of guys coming after the punter and uh, to try to deter him from having a successful kick. And the protection part of it has to be sound, a lot of variables in it. Then after they protect, they've got to run down the field 45, 50, 60 yards uh, to cover a, a, a punt and make an open field tackle. Uh, none of that is an easy task uh, playing at such a high level as we are. And uh, they do it. They take pride in it. And we just want to make sure that everybody in the organization, we do not worry about starters anywhere offensively or defensively. But if you're a starter on the Georgia Tech bunt <laughs> team, you are held in a very high regard. And you must be doing something very well uh, under your watchful eye of practice. So you had talked about Jamin Brooks, uh, one of your, your walk-ons, six tackles. Uh, you had TK Chimenta, six tackles as well. Uh, TK threw up some impressive catapult numbers, according to your director of applied sports science. Uh, Ryan Horton, and that's not easy to do when you face uh, a guy like Bryce Perkins. Just right. the, the, the fight that you saw from your guy, Sylvanian Jewin, your freshman from Belgium, he got his first career start. Uh, so maybe it wasn't uh, the, the defensive line that you anticipated rolling out maybe when the season began when you headed to Charlottesville, but those guys uh, seem to just dig their heels in and give them everything you got. Yeah, so uh, two of those guys that you mentioned – uh, so we had Chris Martin that was out, didn't play a snap in the game. Uh, Antoine Owens was out, will be out the rest of the season. Uh, have played a ton of snaps for us all year and played the first play of most games. Um, but TK came in and <laughs> him and Jamin without Chris were flying around all over the field making plays and giving great effort. Uh, Sylvain uh, was out there true freshman starting at defensive end uh, against a really good offense and a really talented quarterback, like you said. And uh, you just see him every single day uh, under the watchful eyes of Marco Coleman just getting better and better and better. And uh, it's just pretty cool. We're a culture built on effort. And for guys to play with that kind of effort uh, is impressive. Speaking of Marco, that was his first time back at Scott Stadium since the 1990 epic win right. over Virginia. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Absolutely. Probably didn't think that he'd be there 29 years later playing a true <laughs> freshman from Belgium at defensive end, his old <laughs> position. But here we are. Uh, what was the recruiting story with Sylvain? I, I know you plumbed uh, the international pipeline yeah. often in your career. How did you find Sylvain, and how did you ultimately uh, sway him to Tech? Yeah, so we have, we have a great relationship. We had a, a bunch of guys on our previous uh, team's roster that were international players and, uh, you know, trying to find guys that have the ability to develop. And, uh, you know, Sylvain is a, um, you know, he's six foot four, he's 255 pounds, and he probably runs in the four, six, four, seven range. Uh, just a raw, tremendous physical athlete. Um, and then you get to be around him. He's got just a, a great personality, um, brings energy and juice every single day. And uh, just to see his development uh, in the last 10 months has just been amazing uh, where he's come from being a European football player to now coming and playing in the ACC. Uh, he's gotten better every single day that he's been here. And you just see him in games. Even as games go on, he gets better. And uh, for him to be a true freshman uh, with that much ability, uh, we're just excited for him to finish 
started this season really strong and uh, just to see how much he can develop uh, moving forward into a big-time player for the us. The Sylvain train is coming to a backfield near you. We can assure you of that. We'll take another timeout. Do want to remind you, your Atlanta-area BMW Center is a proud sponsor of GT60 and the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. Back for more with head coach Jeff Collins following this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today's matchup, Scanner Energy partners up with Georgia Tech football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScanEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! Best tailgate? It's gotta be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's gotta be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dead ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The cooler weather is finally here, and that means it's the time of the year when pests and wildlife intruders start seeking food and shelter inside homes. Luckily, you can call the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets' home, so rest assured that with Arrow, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Live with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Talking all things Yellow Jacket athletics. Now let's head back to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. Don't forget about Georgia Tech men's basketball. The home opener, McCamus versus Elon. Pre-game coverage starts immediately after GT60 at 7 o'clock. Tip-off at McCamish set for 7.30. Let's continue the conversation, though, with head coach Jeff Collins as we look forward to welcoming back the Jackets to Bobby Dodd's Saturday versus Virginia Tech. We had quoted this number in the last segment, but it bears repeating. 85% of your total yards of offense Saturday were gained by underclassmen. That has to make you pretty excited about the potential that this team has in the years to come. And I'll tell you what, that James Graham to Amarian Brown combination, I think we, we coined it James Brown. 
uh, that duo uh, in the broadcast booth. They, they, there's something else. You, you just can't humanly overthrow Amari and Brown. Uh, uh, I'm with you. You caught me on that little quote right there. Um, but, I mean, obviously, you know, the guys that are that are freshman reds or freshman sophomores that are having to play a ton for us, uh, obviously you get excited. Um, but just the, just every single day we, we don't worry about the future. All we can worry about is the present. And uh, so I'm excited um, about what they can do and how much they can get better um, in order to play, you know, really, really well you know, in front of our home crowd on Saturday. I know the fan base, those kind of stats and those kind of numbers, um, you know, is probably, uh, you know, bodes well for whatever, you know, they could be thinking. But, you know, I've got eight seniors in this program that um, I'm wanting to coach and, you know, savor every single day that I get to coach them and build relationships with them and to go out and compete with them on Saturdays. And so my whole focus is this week and those young men uh, that we're honoring and every single thing that we do. And then, two, they've got three more chances to play in Bobby Dodd on Grant Field in front of our home crowd. And I mentioned it last time I was on here, uh, just the the way our fan base, uh, the energy, the excitement, the juice, all of those things that we've been preaching, uh, I really thought our guys fed off of it um, when we played Pittsburgh at home. And, uh, you know, just the, the challenge is to continue that, to build on that, because uh, these young men that are in this program wearing the white and gold um, are very, very special, and they work very, very hard to represent this great institution at a high level. Uh, they do it with class. They do it with grace. They compete. They give unbelievable effort um, in every single thing that they do. And I know they're going to have energy. They're going to have juice. And I'm excited to see our student body, our band, uh, and our fan base uh, get behind these young men because they're, 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 they're awesome. Yeah, based on what you saw last Saturday, this team deserves a loud, lively crowd. And we'll certainly see here at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 3.30, to take on the Hokies, who may have turned heads this past Saturday with a 36-17 win over Wake Forest. Just the second loss suffered by the Demon Deacons this year. We'll take a break down what it'll take to get a win over Virginia Tech in our joint adjustments. We'll do that on the other side of this break as we wrap up this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment that building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. Tech fans have a lot to be passionate about. And at Ford Motor Company, we do too. Because we build SUVs like Escape, Edge, and Explorer. All with intelligent four-wheel drive, giving you the control you need so you can tackle any adventure. Once you experience the ruggedness and versatility of a Ford SUV, you'll be a fan too. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. For great offers on Escape, Edge, and Explorer, visit your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Today's matchup, Scanner Energy partners up with Georgia Tech football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScanEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So 
877-GO-SCANA or visit scanenergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! Make your wallet buzzworthy with a Georgia Tech Visa debit card from Georgia United Credit Union. Now you can support Tech everywhere you go and spend. And every time you use your card, you'll be supporting Georgia Tech student-athletes. Georgia United makes banking easy with advanced digital banking features. Check out Georgia United's free unified checking account that pays big interest and show your jacket pride. United we fan. Visit GUCU.org forward slash go jackets for important account information. Insured by NCUA, Georgia United, the official debit card of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Let me tell you about Georgia Tech. On this campus, you'll find beauty, prestige, innovation. But one thing you won't find is a shortcut. That's how we like it. Because on this campus, we aren't afraid of a challenge. And on game day, we darn sure aren't afraid of a fight. You see, gold reflects. And here, it reflects us all. Toughness, tenacity, pride, passion. Those values bond us. They've made us an institute without equal. When you see the white and gold, you know what we stand for. And if you're an opponent, you know what you're in for. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Georgia Tech football. Tuned in to GT60, giving you the latest on the Yellow Jackets. It's time to take a look at this week's keys to the game as we rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with an ice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Don't forget, right after we're done on GT60, we'll send you straight to Georgia Tech basketball pregame featuring Randy Waters and Andy Demetra at McCamish Pavilion as Georgia Tech opens up the home slate against the Elon Phoenix. But first things first, let's break down, Coach, this Virginia Tech Hokies team. Six wins on the year. Georgia Tech has beaten them each of the last three on uh, our joint chiropractic adjustments, adjustments that you want to see uh, on both sides of the ball to make sure that you're uh, headed in the right direction and headed towards a victory over a Virginia Tech team that seems to be finding its footing now in the second half of the year. I mean, nothing changes for us. We just have to go out there and get better every single day, uh, develop in every single phase of our program. That will be the case um, every single week. And uh, the after meeting with the guys last night, uh, the commitment level, uh, the bond, all of those things, um, we just need to continue to build on and uh, get ready to play against a really good opponent Saturday. I, I meant to ask you this about Amari and Brown. By the way, uh, Brian Horton did the catapult data, and on that touchdown catch he had Saturday, he clocked a top speed of 21.13 miles per hour, which would have been the top speed recorded in the NFL last weekend. So that gives you a snapshot Absolutely. of the speed that Amarian possesses. And with five touchdown catches now, all 25 yards and longer, have you seen as this season has gone on, defenses start to change their shape and, and be a lot more tuned into where Amarian Brown is in the field and what he can do for a true freshman 
that's saying something. Yeah, absolutely. And even during the course of the games, you see them uh, have to make adjustments uh, to account for his speed and the different matchups that we create with him. And uh, so, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's a really good football player. And just the development of that entire receiving core uh, with Kerry Dixon has been really, really special. And I was proud of Tobias Oliver. Yeah, four catches. Um, yeah, he had four catches and looked really good doing them. And, uh, you know, the top end of his routes, the understanding of spacing, um, you know, how to read the coverage from that position, which is different. And uh, just really proud of uh, Tobias and, you know, Malachi um, has played so hard uh, the previous two weeks um, and every single play as hard as he can go. And to see him be rewarded uh, and fighting for that touchdown catch was really cool. And uh, we talk about all the time the, the process and the work ethic, it's going to pay off. And he just trusted it and kept executing at a high level and uh, was able to make that really, really nice catch that we see every day in practice by him. Adonica Sanders also established a new career high with five receptions. What's cool about Tobias, every one of those catches was an impactful one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just th uh, think the world of him and uh, that whole group uh, as a whole is, uh, you know, just the, the what they're doing and getting better every week is, is really neat. All right, really quickly, you're taking on a Virginia Tech team led for the last year by defensive coordinator Bud Foster, uh, characterized in, uh, let's say, 30 seconds, a uh, Virginia Tech defense. Yeah, I mean, it's aggressive. I mean, he's a, he's a legend of the game. Um, you know, growing up as a, as a defensive coach my whole career, defensive player, um, obviously, you know, uh, watching how he does things over his career and um, just, you know, it, just you saw the spirit and the emotion. Uh, I think it was Bud Foster Day, uh, you know, at, at their stadium last week. And uh, the guys really, uh, you know, stepped up. You could tell the emotion was there. Um, you know, and I'm sure it's the same way, uh, play with passion and all of those things uh, for a legendary coach. Well, you guys have beaten the Hokies the last three years. We'll try to make it four out of the last four, and we'll see you at Bobby Dodd Stadium for Tomey's Leather at 3.30 Saturday, your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and Virginia Tech. And on that, we'll wrap up this week's edition of GT60. Coach, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. All right, there's head coach Jeff Collins. And for Dave Patnode, who joined us earlier, I'm Andy Demetrius. Stay tuned. Georgia Tech basketball pregame. Yellow Jacket countdown versus Elon right on the other side. This has been a presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. <laughs>
GTC60.com slash save. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.